Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Damsel Dating Chronicles. It's a sub-segment of the D6 podcast. We're back at our studio located in downtown Toronto in the King West area called Never Sleeps Network. And so hopefully by now you've listened to our last episode, episode 61, where we shared a bittersweet announcement. And so if you haven't, definitely go back. I think it's best announced there. But for those who haven't heard, um, this is officially the last episode of Damsel in the Six. It's been a great journey. It's something that we are calling a journey where the chapter has now closed. Um, Our destiny has been fulfilled like Destiny's Child. Exactly. (laughs) And so we share a lot more about that. Um, in last week's episode at the ending there. So, I mean, I would suggest to listen to the whole episode, but if you also just want to fast forward to the ending, you'll <laughs> kind of hear more about it there. Um, and so to, for today's, we thought it'd be fitting to make it about you guys and kind of, um, we received an email from a listener. And so like, this is a really heavy email that we feel like a lot of people can relate to. And so both Danny and I are going to discuss um, this letter from Taylor. And yeah, that's really going to be the Damsel Data Chronicles for today. Are we going to say her name? Oh, that's a made up name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a made up name. Yeah. No, that, that's that's <laughs> not the name that came in. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not that bright. Yeah. But we need to give the person a name. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. So Taylor. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, you know who you are when you start hearing the letter. Okay. So um, Taylor titled this email. Casual relationships, how to not catch feelings. Woo! Woo! We need a couple hours Woo! for this one. Right? Like, you usually, usually we have two. And I mean, hey, I yeah, I think this one's going to take the cake. So, all right. So I'm going to try and summarize it. And so Taylor's question was about casual dating relationships. Taylor recently has started seeing a new guy. They go out for dinner. This person, he pays. They go home. They do the usual stuff, you know. Mm, What is that, Taylor? (laughs) Um, And so they have this understanding of no strings attached scenario. And this is something that Taylor isn't used to. And so Taylor's not sure how this is going to play out. And that's the words that he used. Uh, They talk every day. Like, they text each other. They see each other every week. Um, They've started to hook up. And this is when, you know, Taylor realizes it's different because uh, Taylor's not used to having a label with someone. And this just feels weird without the label. Plus, the fact that he's not saying anything about where they are is weird. And so Taylor wants to know, in these situations, do people generally start catching feelings? And Taylor also feels kind of lost and doesn't want their heart to be hurt. The reason why I'm saying there, just in general, I'm not sure if Taylor is a boy or a girl, and I'm trying to be inclusive about that because, yeah, so um, just to put that out there, but Taylor is referencing a he in the email. So when I say he, I'm referring to the partner of Taylor. This is what Taylor said. I am so lost. I just don't want my heart feeling hurt because I know myself that at some point I'll fall for him because he checks off a lot on my list. When we talked about relationship status, he's like, there's so much on myself I need to work on and I'm not ready for that. But with time, my mind might change. This is what he said to Taylor. I'm like, okay, neither am I because I got out of something too. And so essentially, Taylor wants to know our thoughts on this scenario that Taylor finds. I have one answer, a one word answer for Taylor. And it is run. It's actually sprint. Yo. (laughs) But I'm going to let you give your little... No, girl. We are on the same page. Okay. On the same page. Sprint, run, and don't hold back. (laughs) 
I'm going to tell you, Taylor, because I've been <laughs> there. <laughs> and honestly, like, first of all, I acknowledge that this situation must be so difficult for you. And I'm sorry that you're going through this. I think that a lot of people find themselves in the situation, especially in an age that we currently live in where actually, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like right now we're currently in an age where casual relationships are more popular and more glorified. But you know what? Maybe it's just that it's more communicated and with social media, for example, and social networks. I think that people maybe are just more comfortable and transparent with sharing these things. It very well could have been a thing that has always been around. So I'll put that out there. But I don't know. I feel like, you know, this person being scared that their heart is going to hurt. That is a totally valid concern. And based on this situation, it sounds like, you know, that very well could be the point. Yeah, I completely agree. And actually, my first thought when reading this, and this is something that I learned um, actually through the Boundaries book series, is that usually like broken people find other broken people. And so when I read this, and this is no shade towards Taylor, and this actually ties into an article I read a while ago in when I was casually dating and thought that this was the thing, this is how you go about it. Like, you know, you're you're making moves, you don't want a serious thing. So, you know, you just, you do the casual, like no feelings attached, but you're actually just trying to mask yourself mm-hmm. from being hurt. Yep. And that is the definition of a broken person. And not even, ju- well, not even just that for me, but also for me, it was just trying to fit the mold because I feel like our society right now has just normalized yes. no feelings and no strings attached. And, you know, like it is what it is. Like I see this person, but like there's no feelings there. It's all good. And that's not true. You will have feelings. You are human. You are not a robot. You have feelings. All emotions are feelings. It is. And they're valid. And you know what? It took me a really long time to get to that point because especially casually dating people that check all your boxes like that is such a slippery slope it is so dangerous Mm -hmm. because you try to repress your feelings because you're trying to match their oh they're not saying anything they want to keep it casual so I want to keep it casual too and just like you know not put a title on it not make it too serious but I think you're doing a disservice to yourself by doing that because you are denying yourself what you deserve you deserve if you want to if you want a relationship And, you know, you find yourself actually like falling for this person on more than just like a surface physical or casual level, then I think that you should pursue that. And if they're not giving you that, then you should run. You should sprint. I didn't like when this when they said that they were waiting around for him to say something, because, you know, if you listen to our last Dems of Dating Chronicles, which is all about Bumble and making the first move, like I feel like you shouldn't just sit there and wait for someone to initiate that conversation. You know, you are both in the relationship or you're both in the situationship, whatever you want to call it. And I think that it's both of your responsibilities to try to make that conversation happen, to initiate that conversation. 100%. And I don't remember what episode this was. It is in one of our earlier days. But I was saying, like, when I used to be in casual relationships, I was like the person not saying anything because I was happy where it was at, you know? And so I would assume he's not saying anything. He's happy where it's at. And that's what you need to assume. You need to assume that, just the same. And so, well, actually, I, I'm going to correct what I just said. You shouldn't assume anything. But I would say that by waiting around and waiting for someone to speak up, you're going to be waiting around a long time. So I would say it's likely they're not saying anything because they're happy where it's at. Um, and even, you know, Taylor, you spoke about it a few times in the letter of saying he said that no strings attached 
himself, that he just got out of something. You both did. So he's already kind of communicated where he's at. And so there is nothing more to be said really on a relationship standpoint from his side. But I would say that this is a very common role that people fall into is even though we know what the situation is, and it's been blatantly communicated, we still in our minds are waiting for it to go somewhere else. And so like that is an our that's a you problem. That's a you problem. And often and even people get in relationships, like actual relationships, not even just casual ones with people that they think you know, are going to change their mindset and how they feel about this right now. And so they date them waiting for the change to happen, waiting for their feelings to change. But it doesn't change because this is what I said I was at. And so you can only take accountability for trying to change something and mold it into what you wanted it to be when the cards are always on the table. Yeah, I think it's, you know, when people say when someone shows you who who they are, believe them the first time. I think this is a situation like that. If this person has said, like no strings attached, like I'm good where it is, or they haven't mentioned anything. You're right. In most cases, especially in any case that I've experienced, it's because they're good where it's at and they don't want anything else. Even if they have an inkling or they know, they just might be unconsciously or consciously dismissing that they know that I want more. Exactly. There is the rare occasion where some people, they don't know how to communicate the fact that they do want more. And there's, like I said, this kind of like cool guy vibe right now where this cool person vibe where they want more, but they don't know if you want more and they don't want to show you their feelings. So sometimes in the I don't think that in this situation from this what's explained, it sounds like they literally just want no strings attached. But there is sometimes people are just afraid of expressing their emotions out of the fear of being hurt. So they pretend that they want no strings attached, both of them and both parties do it. So everyone kind of just keeps playing this persona of I'm good with how this is, even though low key, sometimes people do want more. I mean, that's okay. So I feel like that explanation is something that we tell ourselves and what keeps us in it. I think that sometimes you're right. I think sometimes that is the case, but I do feel like there are some people who really are just keeping up this no feelings persona and they just don't, they've been hurt in past relationships And they are afraid to express their emotions. Like I said, I don't think that that's happening here. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. Because like, I think, okay, so I I guess um, where my mind's going now is like, and I also want to respect because I don't know how old Taylor is. And so we all have to go through and learn these things on our own. But speaking of like, this is very consistent what Danny and I are, have been talking on our dating, you know, pathway is where we are in our life right now is even if that is the case and you're really not feeling like, you know, sharing how you feel, I ain't got time for that. You know what I mean? So depending on the age of where you're at, I'm not saying that. I'm basically trying to be respectful of saying I've also been there in my younger 20s. So I don't know how old you are. And so this could be just something that you're going to figure it out. But if you're older and you've been here before, but judging by your email, it doesn't sound like you've been here before. You've said you're used to a label and you're not used to this. So give you the benefit of the doubt in saying this is a newer experience. Um, to be honest, that's still a red flag. Like someone not being able, like whatever the excuse is, like one, definitely have that conversation. Um, just so you have a peace of mind, but go into it, removing those expectations of anything beyond what he's already communicated, what he wants, you know, but someone not being able to communicate how they feel and put on this persona of being like, I don't want to show feelings. That's not a good thing. Like that's not something that you can change. And yeah, I don't feel like Danny was saying it's a good thing, but that's still an equal red flag to me of not wanting to be in a relationship. That, that still is the same bucket of I need to move on because you're not emotionally available 
and you're not ready to just because one thing I've battled with in my past is being in a relationship with a guy and not getting the emotional attention that I should have gotten that anyone should give because he was still, you know, not wanting to show his feelings. And so if someone is struggling with that, they have they have to fix that themselves. Agreed. And they should not be afraid to show their feelings to someone that they're hooking up with. Like, like you are battling with something that you need to figure out. Absolutely. 100% agree. That is definitely like the type of baggage that I feel that should be dealt with before, you know, you start entering something with someone new. But I just don't want to dismiss the fact that it does exist. And I know people who just don't know how to communicate their feelings. They've experienced heartbreak in the past and they're afraid to openly tell people that they feel things for people again so that's just kind of how they have navigated their dating experiences and it's definitely not healthy but unfortunately sometimes it does exist um yeah i think the bottom line is we're definitely saying that this is something you want to get out of um one thing i I did that did come to mind when i read i am so lost i don't want my heart feeling hurt because i know myself that at some point i'll fall for him because he checks off a lot on my list oh that's the i want to know what this list is and i want you to do this list and then i want you to see does this list look more like a future or a russell and i say that because (laughs) i just caught what you like lists can change i know now that my list is definitely different from what it was before but like what is this list and list make your list and then actually rank what it is you need from this list and i would be shocked if you tell me beyond vain vanity things that this man really is meeting your list because he's not meeting it emotionally he's not meeting it in a part where like that to me is like number one like meeting you at that stage but like if it's paying for stuff listen many men will do that for you so i would be I'd be intrigued to know. And honestly, you can write back. Let us know this list. I'm curious to see. Um, I'll, you know, I'll do, we'll do a little Instagram story maybe or TV follow up if, if, you know, if it makes sense and the person falls back. But I'd be curious to know this list and what it looks like and making sure you're not letting that fog over because many men will also fill out that list. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I will say though, I've been here before and you're right. I, when, I also would say in my head that they check off most of my list because clearly they're missing like the communication part and the emotion part because I'm in love or I'm catching feelings, but we haven't validated what our relationship is yet. But yo, I I just want to say that like, I feel you on this. I've been here before where like, I've been in a situationship with a dude that like, he cooks, he comes with groceries, like he's playing house, but And he's playing house in every way except for actually putting a title on it. And it is so frustrating. And honestly, like, it really messed me up at one point. Like, I think now, you know, when Ariana Grande says, thank you, next, I'm so thankful for my ex. I've lived through it and I've grown from it. So I I know how to identify it moving forward. But there was a point where it's just like, wow, like, everything that I can't, I think I want is in front of me. But... I can't put a title on it because he doesn't want to put a title on it. Like it messed with my self-confidence because it's like, well, why doesn't he want to commit to me? Like if we've, we're playing house, we're doing this, we're doing that. 
Why is there something wrong with me? And then it starts to build insecurities in myself, which is why my initial comment of like run slash sprint. Ain't nobody got time for that in 2019. In 2019, the types of relationships that we are after, if this is what you're after, if you're looking for something real, don't accept anything less. Yes. Love it. That's that's a great way to end that. And also um, another thing that really helped me with me defining what my relationship will look like, relationship goals. Um, it's a series on YouTube. Just just search relationship goals and like it has over a million views. And everyone I know who's watched this series, it, it blew their mind away, honestly. So yeah, just go to YouTube, type in relationship goals. It's like an eight series um, YouTube by Michael Todd, Pastor Michael Todd. And man, just give it, a, like, even if you just watch the first one, it'll help you really define um, what a true relationship should look like. Awesome. So, okay. Do you have any concluding thoughts? I have some. Um, yeah. My concluding thoughts are solidarity, my friend. <laughs> I've been there before. I feel you. It sucks. It hurts. But I think that if you want something real, if you want a real relationship and you're not getting that, keep it moving because you deserve better. That's amazing. Yeah, same. I'd say, you know, once again, this is not like I'm I'm that friend who'll just tell you directly like it is. And I think we both are. But um, I think this is one of those things where you might not see it now, but really understand your worth. And once you really understand your worth, then you won't put up with anything less. And when you really love yourself, you'll realize that, no, like I can control and say, oh, wait, no, I want more. I want a label and you don't want to give it to me. Okay, I will find someone else. Bye. Like you're not worth my time, you know? It, and it is hard. It's it's easier said than done when feelings are involved. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy, It's always easy when you're out of a relationship to give the perfect relationship advice because it's actually what we should be doing. But then the, when the feelings get involved, it, it, it hurts. And so one point I did want to mention, I realized I didn't mention, was the not catch feelings. Both of you guys have caught feelings already. At the end of the day, you have, depending on how you've, expressed it um you might not feel that way but you know when he does the whole like oh but i want to keep seeing you blah 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 that's a feeling that's an emotion but that doesn't mean it's the right feelings for you that he should have so it's also manipulative it is manipulative yeah it's very manipulative and i don't think he means it in a bad way i don't think he's being spiteful i think that he just also has doesn't understand his feelings for you and he's just trying to put it into like the sexual like elusive thing but like he just doesn't fully comprehend why he feels that way. And so and the only reason why I say that is because I don't want to make it come across like he's a bad person because I don't want Taylor to be like, oh, but I know his heart. He's a good person. So that's irrelevant. Like, I think he's still a good person. He just doesn't understand he's manipulating your feelings because I think this is a common thing mm-hmm. that many people get in relationships do. And even when exes leave, they, they don't want to see you with anyone else. They don't want to see you with anyone else. They're, they're right. They don't want to see it. But they're not emotionally available to you. So you need to just remember that. Yeah. Truth. Truth. Um, cool. So let us know how that goes. We would love to hear the update. We would. And yeah, we actually hope this was helpful to like, and I know not just you, but to other people. And if they have any thoughts on that. Awesome. Great. Okay. So for our next segment, our final segment of the Damsel Dating Chronicles, I am calling it a DDC review, stay or stray. So we're going to do like a lightning round. What we're going to do is 
compare our thoughts, our original thoughts then when we started this podcast in November 2017. Okay. On certain DDC topics that we've covered till now. So, you know, we've grown. I would say that we've both grown quite a bit. Our opinions have changed. Maybe they haven't, but we're just going to talk about them. Okay, let's do it. Okay, number one, someone who takes an hour to reply to your messages. How would you react then versus how do you react now? And I'll start just so I can kind of set the tone here. So back then, probably November 2017, maybe a little bit before, I'd probably match their game just because I'm like, oh, they're taking an hour. I don't want to look too keen, so I'm going to wait it out. But now that I am better and more mature, ain't nobody got time to play those games. When I receive a message, I'll respond to it, even if they took an hour to respond to my last message. What do you think? Yeah, um, I'm being completely honest and saying that's not a problem I've ever had. Back then, it was the same thing. I got a message. I respond to it when I see it. Um, I'm actually the worst messenger responder and I will sometimes take three days and it's not me trying to prove a point. I actually feel like it makes me look sloppy with how long I take to respond to messages. So I'm actually actively trying to get better at responding right away because I think it just looks like my life is a mess because I'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't respond to this. And you sent it like a week ago or three days ago. So I'm actually trying to get better at responding quicker. Okay. So um, yeah, I'd say that there hasn't been a change there, but I have never been hung up on someone's response time or my response time okay yeah totally fair i have 10 by the way so number two shooting your shot or making the first move so sliding in someone's dms for example then and now what do you think so that i would say um i've definitely changed a bit on Um, how are you originally uh originally i think i i think before i was kind of wishy-washy between it i would say like i don't know if i was like a set answer And I may have been, but I do know that now I am definitely throughout the progress of this. I am more on a, yes, I'll make a first move. I do believe that it's okay for me to show my feelings and show interest in you. And I'm also okay if I get turned down and it wasn't meant to be. But I think before, if I was wishy-washy, I know I wasn't a definite yes. I'm like, I will definitely make the first move. Okay, that's fair. We have similar answers. Then I was a yes, slightly reluctant, but yes, I would still do it. And now it's like a capital Y U up yup. And <laughs> if you're intimidated, bye. Exactly. If you are put off by that, then you're not meant for me. Yeah. Number three, playing hard to get then and now. What? So playing hard to get just in like a dating context. Mm-hmm. Like for me, then back back then, I was like. Who has time to play hard to get? Like, I don't want to play these little dating games, whatever, whatever. Ain't nobody got time for that. Now, I put like a big ugh in front of it because I'm like, after all the research we've done and when we understood how the seven stages of men falling in love, which is episode 50 for anyone who hasn't listened, I'm rolling my eyes so heavy right now, but I feel like playing hard to get, like even just in like the slightest sense, unfortunately, might be key here in my opinion yeah i agree Um, i'm so annoyed i know and that's something also that you're right i've changed a bit about um and i can also say that also inspired by relationship goals a bit i think um but everything like our our podcast everything all together has helped me understand how to better be in a relationship i think i put all my cards on the table way too quick and um and yeah and so now i'm actively being conscious about what i share how um yeah and how it comes across i'm still rolling my eyes because like 
Didn't think we'd have to do this game, but you know what? I it might love be this part game. We're measuring <laughs> the outcome of no, our not podcast. that game. I mean, I don't love the game oh. of playing hard to get. Right, right. right. <laughs> but yeah, I do like bad, this game bad. too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number four: dating with intention, then and now. Oh, um, I'm trying to think of. I can start. Yeah, go for it. I didn't even know what dating with intention meant. <laughs> Like, straight up. I don't even think that was a thought in my mind back then. Like, November 2017. Like, I think only now is when I realize how important it is to inject intention in everything I do in life. Yes. Including dating. Because man's don't got time. And when you do things with intention, that's when you get more positive outcomes. So then, what was that? Now, everything. <laughs> I love your response. <laughs> um, Yeah, I feel like then, probably wishy-washy again. Because I don't quite remember definitely not wasn't in like a de- definitive state of what that meant but now 100 percent like i i love it like i i think a couple months ago um i actually got a response from someone who showed me a lot of interest like we had conversations about us being compatible i'm sorry i'm totally this is supposed to be a lightning round and i'm like let me tell you a story <laughs> um whatever And I just got to share how proud I was because this person even did like something really nice for my birthday, blah, blah, blah. And then um, they kind of grew distant. And then when we spoke about like when we spoke like literally a month later and uh, basically what came across in the conversation is he kind of, you know, started about like, oh, like, are you mad at me or whatever? And um, I'm like, I'm not mad. I just found it weird that you just like, like, we just stopped talking like Mm -hmm. by you, not me, because I had messaged you the last couple times. Then I realized, okay, whoa, like I'm not sending you another message because anyways. And he goes, oh, you know, like due to like basically due to like past challenges he's had, he he finds it hard to connect with people. So it mm. makes him harder. Like it's just has to do with his upbringing and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into all the details. But the point is he gave a very valid response that I actually believe. And I do believe because I know this is a genuine person. But I understood that's just not where I'm at in life. And although I thought we had a great connection and thought it would go somewhere, he clearly, I identified he clearly has something to work on in himself. And that is not where I'm at. And so I don't feel like, I don't feel this like sad story of like, okay, like I'll make it work. It's nope. I know where I'm at. He needs to work on something and it's going to end right here. And we haven't spoken since. So Dating with intention. Yeah, that's actually a really good segue into my next one, which was dating Mr. or Mrs. Potential. And I think that kind of goes into what you were just saying, where, you know, rather than just seeing, yeah, okay, maybe we can make it work eventually. We don't. Like, when you, for me anyway, then, I think I was probably still on the edge of, like, you know, dating or Mrs. or Mr. Potential. I would probably be open to it. And with my, I would probably be attracted to my vision of what they could be. But now no one yeah. has time for that. If we're not on the same page, we're not in the same book, we're not in the same chapter, I can't. Exactly. And like just to like, you know, clarify too, like I'm not saying we're looking for perfection and Daniel's mm-hmm. saying we're looking for perfection. But like I already know right out the gate, like communication and how you make me feel is important. And so I know that's like one of my number ones. And so like understanding your list, but um and making sure you're weighting them appropriately will help with that decision. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, four more. Staying safe when meeting people online, then and now. Like, the, in terms of, like, safety precautions when oh. you meet people online, how are you then? How are you now? I'll be honest, something's changed because I haven't been online dating at all. And That's I haven't true. been meeting anyone online. So, um, yeah. 
That's fair. Fair enough. I'm a null on that one. Null. Okay. I think I wrote then I was paranoid AF. Now I'm still paranoid AF. I'm still also not on online dating right now, but I know that if I were to still go on a date, like I would still do like my full Google review. I still let people know where I'm going. And like, it's still actually, this doesn't necessarily need to be with online dating. Like even someone that you meet up with, like maybe you met them in person, for example, but if you're not dating. That's true. I've been, well, that's not true. So I guess this year I've dated some people, but they were all people I've known. And I know like they like, yeah, it wasn't like a, like I knew them. So that's fair. There wasn't safety concerns. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Number seven is dating with baggage. So then I would like, I think I would just originally just right out the gate, look at baggage as like a bad thing and just like, no, avoid, avoid, avoid. But now I feel like because of that episode of Insecure, remember where Lawrence's dad, I think he said, you know, everyone has baggage. It's just about finding someone with like a matching set or something that works with yours. Now I realize that everyone has gone through something and it's just kind of what you're willing to deal with is what matters and what works with yours. What's your then and now? Um, Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, I think it's pretty still similar that um, I actually am looking for the negatives in a person not to say, oh, great. I found what's bad about you. I don't want to date you. I'm actually... If I'm, I think it's a red flag if I don't know the person's baggage and I don't know what, what negative is in your life because I need to know it. We all have it there and we need to know if we can live with it. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I accept that everyone has baggage in some sort, but depending on what it is, if it's emotional baggage, that's going to hinder like my like built insecurities that I don't normally have. That's going to create something in a relationship Then I know that's a no. But um, yeah, if it's like a quirk this isn't baggage but maybe you have a quirk about you that might be undesirable or you know um maybe it's a rustle i mean i i okay i just give this example because so many people you know future was cool and russell was corny and now look at that relationship it's just such a good comparison that i feel like pop culture can relate to and seeing the contrast of no one's perfect and there might be things that you might find like off about a person but like that's something willing to put up with you know that's true so yeah that's my view on that. Okay, we have three more. So the next one is, remember that episode we did that was like, thank you, next, moving on, moving up, and just talking about like crappy relationships with our exes. So how are you interpreting your past relationships and past outcomes with your exes? Mm. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I definitely can look back and say that the outcomes what you what you thought happened at the time is not actually accurate, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, it still ended how it ended, but, like, your outlook was probably skewed due to your own perception of what happened. But I think in the thank you next context, I, oh, yeah, I've and I think, I don't think this has changed. I think I've, every relationship I've learned from, and I knew that, like, even when we started this. So I'd say that, the one thing that changed is, ooh, maybe my perception was a little bit off onto like why it ended the way it ha- ended or what went wrong in the relationship. But I have always learned from each one in some way um, of what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anything, I've learned not only what I didn't want, but now I've learned, oh, OK, like what I can do differently next time. For sure. Yeah. And I think we're in the same boat at least in like our now situation, then like I would just be straight up with and annoyed with people who wasted my time. Like I'd just be like, yo, we really just dated for this long and like we didn't work out. This I was just angry at the world. Right, right. But now I think I look at it in the context like the thank you next. Like I'm thankful for this situation. I'm thankful for it because I've mm-hmm. learned from it. 
I can grow from it. And like you said, you kind of list out your things now that you know in the future, like this can't go on, this can't fly. I'm not letting this, I'm not allowing this to happen again. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Okay, two more. Out earning Bay. So making more than them. What were your thoughts then and what are your thoughts now? Um, I feel like this is definitely a Danny question. Yeah. (laughs) So remember this was, no, it was obviously, you put them (laughs) together. I think it's the same thought. Um, I don't think I ever really gave it much thought before and don't give it much thought now. Um, I still feel like that doesn't matter because someone's spending habits is what makes the biggest change. So mm-hmm. you could be dating a millionaire, but like if he likes has a ton of expensive hobbies, it's like you're dating a, a guy who makes 40 grand a year. And like, <laughs> OK, so maybe not out earning then, but just someone who has more money. So let's say they let's say you both manage your money really well. Yeah. But you make more than them. Like you have more than them. I don't care. I honestly don't. Okay. I think that um, I don't think that's something that's going to I haven't. It's never been an issue for me in the past. And so I don't think it'd be an issue for me now. OK, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. My then was I think I don't know if I put a lot of thought into it. Um, I think I was probably open to it. But now I realize for me personally, it's important for not necessarily to be in the same tax bracket as bad as that sounds. But I need someone with similar spending habits as, as me and who makes kind of a similar amount so I can maintain my lifestyle. That is very uh, responsible and good to acknowledge because, yeah. hey, that's important and you just got to know. Like, exactly. Yeah. You have to know what's going to not, yeah. what's going to potentially cause problems in your relationship down the line. Exactly. If that's important to you, then it's important to you. Yeah. And then, sorry, just to add to that. Um, so like and for my example, where I was like, it doesn't matter to me. It also makes sense that I find someone where it doesn't matter to me because if I find someone where it matters to them, then like that, like basically the point of the story is we need to be on the same page about finances. So if you guys are both cool, obviously there's still needs to be a plan in how you spend your finances. But if it's important that, you know, he's not going to use it against you of how much you make because you make more and more than him or you make less than him, like that's, that's a problem. So exactly being on the same page with Bay about finances is so important. Love it. Yeah. Okay. And last one is just dating and body language in general. So I'll start with mine. Back then, I literally did not pay attention to my body language at all with anyone who I was courting at all, like probably slouching here and just like just looking a mess. Now, because of that research that I did for that segment, I think I'm a bit more mindful of my body language and at least try to pay attention to it more if I'm trying to attract someone or if I'm trying to get someone's attention. Still not the best at it, but working on it. What about you? I'm definitely working on my actively working on my body language. I feel like I'm like I know I'm smiley, and people say it's a good thing, but sometimes it's not. And I feel like I smile for everything, and I'm like, no, I need my body language to represent like what makes sense, right? Like you know, so I am trying to be more aware of that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that was my lightning round. I think it's amazing. Uh, oh, I love how we're ending the podcast, just kind of like a reflecting year in review. And for a quick ex- inspiration, it's going to be like super quick, short and sweet is let damsel inspire you to take the first step. You know, you see something, you want to do it. I, I have friends around me as well who, you know, they talk about these great ideas they'd want to do and fears what holds them back, fear of making a mistake, fear of what other people will think. And honestly, like you won't know until you do it. Danny and I are just regular girls, regular people who I'm not regular. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we basic. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. But I mean, 
people, I, I see how people, when we've met them, look up to us and the look they give us because they're like, whoa, like, I'm so happy to meet you. You're so inspiring. And like, we are no one special. We just made a decision to do it. And that can be you with anything you want in life. So my inspiration is let this be an inspiration that you can get to where you want and where you're meant to be. You just have to take the first step. I love that. It's like make the first move. Just, make the first just move. Just do it. And then everything after that, it'll just grow and blossom into everything that you want it exactly. to Exactly. And remember, you don't have to have it figured out. Like I just have to mention yeah. that because that's what holds people back. Make the first move. I love it. Well, thank you again to all of our amazing loyal listeners over the past one and a half years. We appreciate you so much. You have contributed to our success. You've contributed to our growth. You are the reason that we kept this going for so long. You're the reason that we have over 11,000 listens. It's wild. So exciting. We appreciate you honestly so much. So thank you so much for all of our loyal listeners, people who've written into us, people who've supported us. You've been a huge part of our journey and our transformation period, and we would not be where we are without you. So thank you so much. So much. Also, if you tuned into our last episode, you if you haven't tuned into our last episode, you really should because we had a whole cute conclusion. But we do have an event coming up on July 27th that we would love to see you at. Um, all of the details will be available on our social media. Uh, also, if you have time to quickly subscribe to our email mailing list, you might get some details there too. But it'll all be available on Eventbrite. It'll be a cute little day party. You know, we'll have some merch and we'll just sit down and chat and just reflect on this journey and just hang out with you all yes oh, i'm so excited looking forward to that so yes as danny said definitely follow us on social or subscribe to her email list and we'll get those details to you amazing and all of our podcast episodes will still be available we're not just gonna just delete everything and just ghost y'all so please if you are still interested in listening we're available on soundcloud apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you've typically listened will still be available and we also have our podcast topic directory. So feel free to just go on there. If, if there's a specific topic you want to go back to, uh, just click the link in our podcast directory available on our website, damselinthesix.com, and you'll be taken directly to that specific topic. So you don't have to listen to anything you don't want to. You need help in that moment. We got you. Yeah. And if you want to keep in touch with us, we are still on social media. So feel free to check us out. My social handle is this is niche. And Danny's is her full name, uh, Danica, D-A-N-I-C-A-S, Nelson, um, which is N-E-L-S-O-N. Um, that's both for Instagram and Twitter. And you can also find that in the podcast notes. So we just want to thank you once again to our amazing, amazing studio space, Never Sleeps Network. They're located in the downtown Toronto King West area. We honestly shout them out because it's like they don't even ask us to be like so extra about this but like um they we just are naturally extra we just naturally <laughs> extra and we like to support people who we know support us and other entrepreneurs or just support people in general and want to help them thrive so um, if you're looking for a good quality studio that's affordable check out their website at www.neversleepsnetwork.com to see all of our services and that's all. This isn't goodbye. It's see you later. Listen to you. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. It's kind of a goodbye, but you know. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Thank you again, you though. Later, we really guys. do appreciate you. Bye. Bye.